Hello and welcome to the Roll Tigers podcast. My name is Luke Lindquist here bringing you everything HSC Athletics. Here in our premiere episode, we're going to do a fall sports overview, going over the major fall sports, what we're going to see in these seasons, setting up our storylines. Let's get right into it with football. Head coach Marty Favret, biggest story of the year so far, announces his retirement after this season. Now, he has been the head coach of the Tigers football team for 23 seasons now, and his 24th is going to be his last. He is the winningest coach in program history with 145 wins and counting. Now, along with that major coaching change, we also see new defensive coordinator David Clark Jr. coming out with a couple other coaches, including the new O-line coach Max Beal. Now, to help Coach David Clark with his transition to becoming the Tigers' new D coordinator, are three captains on the defensive side of the ball. Now, this year's captains for the Tigers, they have four. The only one on the offensive half of the team is senior O-tackle T.J. Minter. He's a two-time captain, an all-region three-third team, and a two-time all-ODAC first-team player. But on the other side of the ball, we have something of a star-studded lineup for the Tigers' defensive captain, starting off with D3 All-American first-team Senior safety, Will Pickren. Last year, Will Pickren led the ODAC in tackles with 123, and he's expected to be the best player on the Tigers team this season. Just judging from his performance last year, the only All-American on the team, pretty obvious conclusion that we'd say probably going to be the best player. He's on track to set the uh, tackle record for the Tigers. It should be a pretty easy feat for him to get to that in this season. Joining him on the defensive side of the ball for the captain is another senior safety, James Ryan Salvi. Last season was an all-ODAC second-team player, and he ranked third in the ODAC with tackles. And he got 98 of those last season. The last captain for the Tigers, another senior, linebacker Jamel Thompson. He had the fifth-most tackles on the team with 39 last season. Now, the season itself has some pretty big home games. We're looking at a lot of fireworks this season, folks. First one, Week 1 Wabash, coming up this Saturday, where Tigers welcome Wabash College in another edition of the Gentleman's Classic. Last year, Tigers lost it in the fourth quarter comeback by Wabash. They led through three, but they were unable to put the finishing touches on it in that fourth quarter. Now, another big game we're going to look at is Week 4, where we play Bridgewater. Last season, after being tied after the three quarters of play, Tigers gave up 10 unanswered in the fourth to Bridgewater and ended up losing that one as well. Going forward into Week 7, Tigers welcome Washington Lee onto the hill in the homecoming matchup this year. Now, last season, Tigers won in a nail-biter in overtime, 44-43. to That game came down to a field goal Tigers were able to put up to take the win. Our last major home games coming in Week 9. We invite Shenandoah on the hill for Senior Day. Last year, Tigers had one touchdown in the first quarter of the game against Shenandoah, and that was it. They got ran over 23-7 to in that loss to Shenandoah. Of course, the game we're all thinking about, the last one of the season, at least of the regular season, hopefully, is the game. Tigers go to Randolph-Macon this season. Hopefully... Hoping to have a better outcome than last year. Last year, Tigers started off strong. They were within a touchdown at halftime, but they were kept to just a field goal in the second half, ultimately lost the game 38-17. to Now, what does this mean for the Tigers? What are we looking at for the season? Obviously, with the uh, head coach, Marty Favre, retiring, we're going to try and get an over 500 season. We haven't had that since the COVID season. Tigers went 4-1 in 2020. 
We have been 500 or under 500 since then. we got to come out on top to give Favre a good send-off this year. And how do we do that? Well, we got to become a second-half team. Plain and simple, Tigers only outscored one team in the second half all last season. That was in their blowout victory against Greensboro, where they won 70-28. to In all ODAC play, Tigers only tied their opponents in scoring in the second half. That was against, that was against Farum, where both teams put up 7 in the second half, and against Averett, where both teams put up 10 in the second half. Tigers expect to win. They have to put up points in the second half. They have to keep the opponent at a minimum in the second half. They've done really well in the first half, like we said, last year in the game against Macon. We are within a touchdown with one of the best teams in the nation coming to halftime. In the second half, they only were able to put up three points off a field goal. We just can't be doing that if we expect to win some serious games this year. Now, moving on from football into the soccer season, last year's Tiger soccer had an overall record of nine wins, seven losses, and three ties. It's a pretty good record. And... To help that out this season, head coach Tommy Denuso brings on two young new assistant coaches, one of them being Andrew Longhurst. He was an assistant coach at Earlham College, where they went three wins, 12 losses, and one tie last year. But the interesting thing about Longhurst is that he actually played for Coach Denuso when he was a freshman at University of Maine in Farmington. So there's a little bit of familiarity between the two, hopefully some good chemistry in the coaching staff for that. And the other young assistant coach, is Hugo Suzuki in his first year of coaching. Suzuki just graduated last year from Virginia Commonwealth University. He played for VCU for all four years of his collegiate career, and he was a student assistant for VCU since January of this year. Now he's on the Tigers team, his first major coaching job for a whole season, and we'll see how that plays out for him. I expect him to be more of a player's coach. They can give him as a sounding board between the players and Denuso if that's what they choose to do. But we hopefully have a better season coming off this. I know we had a winning record overall last year, but in ODAC play, Tigers were not as good. They only put up three wins compared to five losses and two draws last year in ODAC play. It's hard to see a winning record overall, but a losing conference record. Tigers did make it to the playoffs last year, getting the final spot in the eighth seed, and they did upset Lynchburg the first seed in the first round, but they lost to Roanoke in the second round. Now, how do Tigers come out on top in this year against the ODAC? they got to go 500 or it over. And how are we going to do that? Well, we got to stop losing these close games. Four ODAC losses last year by one goal. That was against Macon, Roanoke, Virginia Wesleyan, and Lynchburg, all of which are going to be teams that are going to be in that upper echelon of play. Except for maybe Macon, which is going to be at our level as they were last year. Now, how are we going to do this? we got to take care of business in the first half of our ODAC matchups. Our first four ODAC matchups are going to be against Lynchburg, Virginia Wesleyan, Roanoke, and WNL, all of which are teams that may or may not be better than us were last year, and hopefully we can come back and come out on top. Out of those four games, Lynchburg, Virginia Wesleyan, Roanoke, WNL, Tigers have to win at least two of them or get three draws out of the four. And that'll set them up for success in the latter half of the season. Maybe they can afford a loss against Randolph-Macon or against Randolph College in the latter portion of the ODAC matchups. The reason we say two wins or three draws is how the points work for the playoff standing. Now, the points are three points per win and one point for draw and no points for a loss. So if the Tigers can get three draws, they'll get three points going up on the season. That's a pretty good start. If they can get two wins, they'll have six points. Let's double it. 
to start off the season. And that can allow them to maybe get a draw later on, maybe take a loss here or there, and just gives them an extra cushion if they can win at least two of those first four games. I think that might come out of possibly Roanoke as a revenge matchup from last year. Or could see him going against Washington and Lee, but it's going to be a close one there as well. Last year, Washington and Lee was the only team in the ODAC to beat the Tigers by two goals in their matchup last year, final score of 3-1. to one. That's what we got to do. Tigers got to come out early, got to come out strong, got to go over 500 in conference, and that's going to be a recipe for success for them on the soccer side of things. Now, Tigers golf. It's a year to bounce back. They're coming off of a rocky season. Their best finish last fall was 8th out of 18 teams at the O'Brien Jensen Memorial Tournament, which Alex Rubino won the whole thing, shooting 9 under on the weekend. Speaking of Rubino, him and his fellow captain, Trevor Elliott, just graduated last year along with some other seniors, and it's going to hurt the team. Alex was one of, if not the best golfer on the team last year. But now we have the likes of his brother, Nick Rubino, and others to look forward to coming up and really bringing the power this year and stepping up to a leadership position on the team. Now this fall, Tigers have four tournaments they're going to be going to, again including the O'Brien Jensen Memorial Tournament. But the one that I'm really looking forward to is the last one of this fall. It's on October 29th through the 31st, and it's the NCAA Division Three Fall Preview. And that is close to my home. It is located at Boulder Creek Golf Club in Boulder City, Nevada. Now, I was raised in Idaho, and I can tell you it's a different area over there. It's still going to be around the same temperatures that we experience here in Virginia, but it's going to be dry. These kids are going to be needing a lot of water. They're going to have to play through less humidity, and heat's going to hit them in a different way. Instead of being soaked out of them, it's going to be draining from them. It's going to be dropping off of them. they got to learn how to be able to adjust and play in that different climate. But I think it's going to be an easy adjustment for most of the players. Moving on to Tiger Cross Country. Last season, they placed 7th in, in the ODAC Cross Country Championships and 21st in the NCAA Regional Cross Country Championships. Now, a name that I want to keep looking for is one Cade Minton. Cade Minton, in his first collegiate season as a sophomore last year, was the best runner for the Tigers. His best finish was at Bridgewater Invitational, the 8K run, where he took 7th out of 25 runners. But, rumor has it, my sources are telling me there are some freshmen on the team. They're going to be lights out this season. We have some that are not only putting up faster times than Cade Minton did all last year, they're starting to put us into maybe another echelon of ODAC teams. Another thing that's going to help us out is that we have a little bit different schedule. Tigers will not be returning to the Bridgewater Invitational or the Hornet Harrier and Commonwealth Challenge, which is hosted by Shenandoah University. Instead, Tigers will be going to compete at the Rooney Invitational, hosted by Roanoke College, and the Garden Acorn Invitational, hosted by Mary Baldwin University. That's a major change, and let me tell you why. It's a very special place called Garden Hill Park. Garden Hill Park is where Roanoke hosts their cross-country meets. And last year, it was where every Tiger cross-country runner set their personal best for an 8K time in the whole season. Tigers are not going to be running one race, not two races, but three races at Green Hill Park this year. They'll be running one in the Rooney Invitational. They'll be running it in the Roanoke Invitational. And probably most importantly, they're going to be running the ODAC Cross Country Championships at Green Hill Park. 
Tiger's probably going to have a better season because they're going to have these races here at the park. They're probably going to show better on the ODAC championships because they're running at the park. This is their place, according to last season's numbers. This is their track to be running on. This is their route to be running on. Green Hill Park is where Tigers are going to come to shine this season. Because of that, I think I can project that the Tigers are going to have a better showing this year than they did last year. And last but not least in our fall preview today, club rugby. Last year, Tigers went three wins, two losses, and one draw last fall. And overall, in the whole year, they had 22 wins, 11 losses, and one draw. Now, the season begins on September 2nd, this Saturday, at George Mason University's Blue-Gray Classic. Now, they'll be playing Georgetown, they'll be playing Catholic University, and George Washington University. Now, they've played Georgetown, they've played Catholic University at the Spider Sevens last spring. They lost to Georgetown 47-10, to but they won against Catholic University 19-12. to so, probably going to see them splitting some here again. They're probably going to lose to Georgetown, but I can see them having a competitive game against Catholic. George Washington University is going to be an interesting one. Tigers look to continue their undefeated record against Longwood University Lancers. Tigers have allowed only five points on their three meetings last year. And there's some new faces on the schedule for the Tigers this fall. Tigers will play George Washington University, George Mason University, and Virginia Commonwealth University for the first time in club history. Now here at the end of the podcast, we're going to give you a little recap of any athletics that have happened so far this season, of which none of the seasons have officially started, but there's one meeting of which to note, and that was this past Friday night where the Tiger soccer team took a little visit up the road to the Longwood Lancers team. Now in that Friday matchup, it was on ESPN Plus, and the D1 Longwood Lancers did dominate winning the game 3 to nothing. They put up one goal in the first and two in the second half. Tigers season starting this week on Friday. Tigers cross country goes to Eastern Mennonite University's Heritage Invitational. It's Friday at 6. Tigers soccer kicks off their season away at Greensboro Friday at 3. And on Saturday, Tigers soccer team will play Franciscan in their home opener at 10 o'clock in the morning. And Tiger football kicks off at 1 in the afternoon with the Gentleman's Classic against Wabash. Till next week, I'm Luke Lindquist, and Roll Tigers!